0: Happy Hour again from Uptown New Orleans at the lovely Collins Hotel. Hello, I'm Grant Morris. In the next 60 minutes, you'll get to meet just three of the many thousands of fascinating people who live in New Orleans, and you'll get to hear some live music. At the end of the show, you might conclude New Orleans is a great city, where people love to talk, have fun, and enjoy great music, but you probably know that already, so let's get right on with doing nothing. But enjoying the next 60 minutes of Happy Hour together, my special guests on Happy Hour today are Cecile Thibault. Cecile was the commander of the NOPD Crisis Unit for 10 years. She currently chairs the New Orleans City Council Mental Health Commission, is coordinator of the NOPD Crisis Intervention Team, and she's a contributor to the Times-Picayune and Gambit. She's been on CNN, NPR, and she's very graciously decided to slum it with us today here on Happy Hour. Hi, Cecile. Thanks for being with us today. Thank you. My other guest is Wesley Stokes. He's an artist who draws, paints, writes, sculpts, and does performance art. Before moving to New Orleans, Wesley was the director of the NP Contemporary Art Centre in New York City. He's completed and created many fascinating pieces of work, including the collection Drug Bags, which he says is intimate, personalised pieces of art on the small, colourful bags typically used as containers for pot, crack, pills, heroin, (laughs) and cocaine.
1: um I'm glad to be able to introduce (laughs) you
0: two people to each other for a start. Our our special musical guest today is the lovely, talented, and gorgeous (laughs) Kristen Diabol, singer songwriter originally from Baton Rouge, who also spent time in New York before moving back here to New Orleans, and who has a brand new, much anticipated record. Called Kristen Diablo and the City, which is out on March the 1st. Kristen, hi, and welcome back to Happy Hour. Thanks for having me. It's great to have you back. And of course, on piano, although he's stopped playing it for some reason, is the lovely, talented, and always charming Mitch Foreman. Hi, Mitch.
2: Hi, I I received a message from Beyond that says stop playing.
0: playing We finally got that figured out. Well, I'm glad you stopped playing, but it's always nice to hear you playing. What have you been playing this week since we saw you last? Uh, You know, just the usual, the usual, usual stuff Mm -hmm. rock and roll, jazz. Classical yep. and modern. Excuse me? Contemporary. <laughs> hey, Cecile, yes. let's talk about the NOPD.
1: Well, I'm still cracking up that I'm next to Wesley. He's doing oh. artwork mm. on the crack. Well and
0: should we get heroin. onto the crack let's get onto crack only and in heroin. New Orleans. <laughs> let's oh get onto end. the crack <laughs> and <laughs> heroin. Okay, now let's just be completely honest and okay, Cecile. Yes. You yes. must have seen these bags that people buy crack and heroin. Oh
1: yes. Yes, and it's funny, I've never thought about anybody doing art on them, and I think it's brilliant. What
0: what do they look like then, actually?
1: Well, I mean, you have different, there's a lot of foil. I'd be curious to know, you know, (laughs) what you do with the foil. But, um, you know, it's just like your little plastic baggies, you know, and often What size?
0: Is it like a court size (laughs) or sandwich bag? Well, I mean, it
1: it depends on the day. Let's ask the artist. (laughs) Come in
0: here, Wesley. (laughs) What do
2: I usually get? Um... No, you know the like little bags you see in the gutter that uh, the, the, the things that have Batman symbols on them or uh, money bags and things that, that, that's like dealers mark those. but I, I was just kind of fascinated with them as containers in a distribution means. Um, How
0: did you see them in the first place?? Oh, 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 man. In <laughs> Chicago. You're not uh, a cop now, Cecile, right? You're not a cop, are you? That I am I Back am off, retired. lady. You're retired.
1: I'm retired. So you're all good. Okay, plans. so like, we're okay. You go for it, baby. You go for it. It's all right. You're um,
0: an
2: artist. It's okay. Yeah.
0: You're outside society.
2: <laughs> well, no. I, I was living in Chicago and I was walking dogs, and these are things that you just see on the ground everywhere. And uh, so with that, with that particular series, what I would do is I had a button maker and I would make uh, little drawings and I would put them on buttons, you know, so it was all one of a kind. Oh, a button
0: meaning not the button that you do your clothes yeah, like a, with. Like, but the well, well like a little like pin, a like a little badge, thing, you know.
2: Yeah. And, uh, and, and I did like one of a kind pieces and I titled them and numbered them and signed them and I, I put them in the little bags. And it wasn't just that. I, w- I would make little like paper constructions and things and I would leave them in places so that people would, you know, kind of come along and find them and have a one of a kind piece of art. You right. know, if they threw it in the garbage oh, you did, or...
0: They would, you, would, you put it in the gutter.
2: No, 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 no. I would, I would put it in like tip jars at places or like leave it in a gallery or like hand them off to friends at parties and so stuff like that. So people weren't
0: actually buying drugs
2: in them. No, 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 no. You didn't I, give I them to the drug bags. deals. It's just,
3: you. it's just a drug I, artist, it's not drug, drug dealer.
2: I did not sell any drugs. So you picked was up Was there the ba- residual drugs in the bags? That's well, a good question, Miss. I do have a collection of ones I picked up off of the ground. Urgh. That um, had stuff in them? Well, you know, mostly gross gutter stuff. No drugs. Um, just people threw them down. But, but that's kind of what brought the inspiration to make a series using those. It, it was just more like... You know, getting little individual pieces of art to the hands of a lot of people. So you weren't selling them? No, no, no. Just for fun? You don't make money okay. on art. Ever. <laughs> okay, so
0: listen, I, so I, I got this off the internet, off your website, okay? So there's all these, there's all these names of the pieces yeah. you did on the drug bag. I documented every so title. I, got, I, I just listed 1 to 100. I thought this would be a good exercise. Kristen, pick a number between 1 and 100. 57. Number fifty-seven was—it's uh, over the page actually. Number fifty-seven was called "Every Shade of Blue." What did that look like?
2: I—I uh, I, I made a color wheel that—a uh, dra- col- color wheel drawing that was every blue U that I could fit onto a one-inch piece of paper. Okay. Um, Cecile, come up
0: with a fanta- number. I, I, Cecile, pick oh, a number between eight, one and a hundred. Eight. Number eight. Oh, right down there. Okay. Number eight was called Ten Sweaters."
2: Uh, on a drug th- bag. This one was not a, on a button. This one I actually made little drawings of 10 different sweaters and cut them out in the shapes of little sweaters and put them all in the bag. Ah, oh, oh. you put
0: 10 little cutout sweaters in the drug bag. Yeah. yeah. And then where did that one end up? Do you know?
2: Oh, God. I did like 300 at mm-hmm. something of these things. Okay, Who we're going to pick two more.
0: <laughs> we're going to pick two. Mitch Foreman, pick a number.
2: It probably won't have been uh, garbage.
0: 38. Number 38 is Captain Planet.
2: That was literally a drawing of Captain Planet, <laughs> the cartoon. <laughs>
0: okay, do you want to do one more, Kristen? Then we'll move on. Mm-hmm.
4: How about twelve? Number
0: twelve. Yeah, the low numbers. Number twelve was called Condo. What did that look like, Wesley?
2: Uh, I, I believe that one was a text piece, and um, I can't. I can't actually remember. I mean. No. Bear in mind, I did 300-something of these things that were all individual, and this, was this a is few a few years ago You've got a pretty now. good memory. Was that this may- here I do in New Orleans, have, or
1: this was in Chicago?
2: This was in Chicago. So this was like 2007 or eight, probably. Um,
1: I think it's, been, it's time to resurrect that.
0: So, Cecile, you saw a lot of these from the other side when you were arresting people.
1: Yeah. Well, actually, I, I wasn't <laughs> arresting because I am a licensed clinical social worker by trade, mm-hmm. and it was literally a defective gene that brought me into the police department. was literally a defective <laughs> it was gene. A defe- <laughs> my great-grandfather was chief of police of the New Orleans Police Department in the 40s. So when I say a defective what? gene because there's what's no other na- reason. What's his name? His name was Adair Waters.
0: Adair Waters. At Waters.
1: Waters. That was he your great grandfather. That was my great, that was my, I'm sorry, that was my grandfather. Was gra- that was my father's father. was well, an easy mistake to make. I know, really. Well, of, you know, my age, drinking? I don't want to be as old as I, you know. So, your grandfather was my the grandfather grand- chief of police. My grandfather was chief of police from 42 to 46, and he actually was brought on by the mayor as a reformer. The police department was real heavy mafia. And, hang on, um, hang on. You'll, have,
0: you'll have to say <laughs> that again. Really? The police department was heavy mafia. It's
1: a little heavy. He actually fired 500 officers when he came in, so it's wow. kind of interesting. Wow, it's
0: lucky that someone didn't shoot him. <coughs>
1: right. Well, and you know what? We're going under a reformation right now with the police department, so it's kind of interesting. I mean, I see a lot of history, and I have all of my grandfather's stuff, all of his writings, and radio, and his whistle, and his gun, and. All of his little things. So, so as a little girl, I grew up in the garden district, mm-hmm. and I used to get on my bike from school and ride around the garden district with my little pad of paper and my pen mm-hmm. and write down every horrible thing that I was thought was happening. <laughs> granddad. No, yeah. Well, I would go home <laughs> and solve the crime. The so so this is a defective here. gene. So then I went on through life, and and at forty, which was twelve years ago. I thought if I don't follow my dream now, I I, I never will. What so, was your dream? To join the police department. Well, everybody was a little nervous about me with the gun issue because, as you might be able to tell, I'm a little impulsive, right? I mean, I do have some little impulsive issues. <laughs> it do. doesn't matter that i no PD, right? does it? Yeah. Well, you, you know, so to... well, you have a gun on you, and so people were a bit nervous, you, you know, that I might po- just randomly start shooting people.
0: But you had to go through the police academy, surely, right?
1: Well, no, so guess no. what? No, okay. I <laughs> so would, guess what? I wouldn't have guessed that. That by the <laughs> grace of God, right? Wow. Uh, the NOPD hosts a crisis unit that responds to all the 911 calls involving people having a mental health crisis, and we really don't want to shoot the mentally ill so our weapon of choice is leather or Velcro. So I thought, well, that's the perfect place. <laughs> wow. No. It's like an s right. party. I know. So yeah. for 11 years, I could tell people, yes, I worked the streets with leather and Velcro. Yeah.
3: Velcro. And so it always led to an brilliant. interesting story. Yeah, right. It's well, found, you know,
1: sometimes <laughs> when people are really, really combative, the leather just doesn't work. So you've got to kind of wrap them up in sheets of Velcro. Are we talking about like a st- – <laughs> Now, look, you see, now he's is thinking – Is that a straight Jacket. can do with the vel- he's starting to design his yeah. next thing with Velcro.
0: What are you talking about a straight jacket, right? Is that what you're talking about?
1: Well there actually there's a chest wrap and there's a leg wrap. So it's not it's like a, a kimono. full Right. The whole straight jacket. I mean that's really <laughs> complicated. That's string, you know, that's
0: So well, okay, so walk us through this a little bit. The phone rings at nine one one and says someone's going crazy.
1: Which is, can you imagine that happening in New Orleans? Okay,
0: someone's going crazy. What are they? What are they doing? Typically, they're threatening the neighbor, or
1: right. Well, we we host a lot of folks with chronic mental illness. We tend to be a draw for people. Meaning with,
0: that the city does. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, we really. It, Yes, a, a huge number of people with schizophrenia, bipolar disorder, and a lot of those folks that are self-medicating with drugs and Wesley, alcohol, yes. Wesley, right, drugs and alcohol, Kristen, and so that that crook. tends to make for a rather wild scenario. So often that's when we would be called and we would go in and de-escalate the situation and... Get that person safely over to the hospital. Kristen,
0: what neighborhood do you live in now? You moved to the Bywater, <laughs> right? I moved to
4: the Bywater. <laughs> Speaking of schizophrenia. There's a lot of crazy see? people
0: down in your neighborhood, right?
4: Ah, no more than in the French Quarter.
0: Well, you lived in the Pontalba building last mm-hmm. time we, we talked to each other on the show. And then there was some sort of crisis that the city tried to charge you guys a huge amount of rent and everybody moved out of the There Pontalba. was a mass
4: exodus at the Pontalba. It, was, yeah. it, it's, it has been very poorly managed. The city manages it pretty much, the French Market Corporation, and we had just a lot of issues with dealing with them. It was was it just it just time to not have to deal with them anymore. <laughs> so are you
0: glad to be out of there? Because it's such a beautiful building.
4: Yeah, it is. But, you know, your home, I don't know, your home is important. It's important that it's safe and secure and that your maintenance guy isn't stealing from you. <clears throat> so we had to move.
0: What did he steal, <laughs> the maintenance guy?
2: And you moved to the
4: bywater. I don't know if I should be. Yeah, and then we moved to the bywater. No, what did he steal? The bywater is really? very safe. Um, identity.
0: Really? Yeah. You're I should be talking about you this. You shouldn't, probably. but it's great. I'm, well, I'm going to well, get Cecile, a knock on the door Cecile tonight. Cecile could from... hook you up here. So the idea, the maintenance guy stole your identity.
4: Not mine. My my boyfriend's.
0: Really? Yeah. What did he did he see the credit cards or the? His yeah, bank that's book or something how I like?
4: found out they were. Credit cards and um, so the maintenance guy cable comes in. accounts porn on the cable accounts no. that and that's oh, yeah. a yeah. long yeah.
1: process getting fixed oh it's terrible
4: it, well your credit once that's screwed it takes right. a good year if that and then your credit cards get all screwed it's it's a, it's a nightmare I mean it what it's like a, a terrible nightmare. scenario what happened yes.
0: to the maintenance guy
4: uh, he skipped town
0: <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> pretty good yeah. did Please. you write a song about it
4: no I, I, I'm gonna mull over that one for a few more years and then. Unleash the fury. <laughs> <album>.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so you've managed to put the anger to one side in the meantime. Yeah. Is there much anger on the new album? The new album's called Christian Diablo and The City. So I assume it's something to do with this city.
4: Yeah, it is. Um, no, it's, it's not anger. It's, uh, it's realism.
0: Hmm. Okay. Uh,
4: no, no, it's, it's a pretty diverse record in the, in the content. It's, it's about current, current everything. Life, longing, political climates being screwed over being at peace and kind of everything in you between
0: wanna, you want to play something off it yeah sure let's ah. reach over and grab a mm-hmm. guitar I'll get it oh, hang on a sec here we go what are you uh, what do you think of thinking of playing
5: oh
3: i
4: trying to think about one that's a song about being screwed over while we're on on the subject but like I said it's it's a positive
0: record okay
4: a, a, a real record Oh, well this one kind of applies, it's called God's Chambers. cell that dark that's the darkest oh, one oh that's
0: beautiful just because he's a the working man guy that was the maintenance the <laughs> Fred. just because he's a working Fred man and Shreveport. don't make him honest he's in Shreveport now <laughs> that's oh, what I heard
4: oh that's okay.
1: beautiful <laughs> thank I you I just wish people could see her because she's so gorgeous too I know she's
0: got everything going, uh, going for her can you really, believe can you imagine being able I to I sing can. like that Cecile <laughs> <laughs> thank you
1: what I sing in church and people turn around and they're like, Can you keep it down please? Like, <laughs> <laughs> How
0: often do you go to church? Not that often. Is that is that no, God's well, I mean, Is that God's chamber? Like, is that the God's <laughs> chamber you were talking about? Church?
4: No, it's the 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 opposite side. It's the you know, that song's kind of I started writing that song a long time ago and I don't know I don't know what you know spurred the, the idea of it, but I felt like it was kind of relevant with you know, especially New Orleans Fred. is a great place where a great example of people in power not always necessarily doing their duty in, in that, that power and that responsibility, be it, you know, on a political level or a spiritual, um, you know, social level or otherwise. And well, so that's what that song is. It's like calling people out on their bullshit. Can I say that?
0: No, not really. No, okay. Yes, you can. You can Call say anything. Calling people out on their nonsense. You can say bullshit or anything you want. Absolutely. <laughs> Hey, um, Cecile, what yes. church do you go to?
1: Well, I was raised at Trinity Episcopal Church. So you're Episcopalian? I'm Episcopalian. Wesley,
0: are you a church-going man? No, sir. You have, <laughs> you have tattoos on your fingers.
2: That's an accident. What? Uh, that's an accident. No, no. Uh, yeah, I, I do. You what do, do go to church? I don't go to oh, church. you don't? No. You can what?
1: come with me. I haven't been for a long time. What do a- the,
0: tattoo- <laughs> the tattoos on your fingers say?
2: Uh, th- they say read and ride. Read
0: and ride, so they do. R E A D and R I D E. We need to get a photo of that. <laughs> yeah.
4: What is the ride? What?
2: Uh, I used to be a bicycle mechanic. Yeah. And, uh, <clears throat> but it's mechanic not, it, it's not fit, so literal, you know. I mean, come on, your song, right? Here, you, uh,
4: you I got it. it. I, I just wanted to see what, what your interpretation
2: of it was. Sure, sure. <laughs> yeah. So,
0: read is on your right hand. Are you right handed?
2: Uh, yes, I am.
0: And that's actually, and the letters look like typewriter letters. Yeah,
2: I I, uh, I wrote zines for a long time, self-published books, yeah. and uh, you know, um, that's kind of uh, associated, I guess, with that uh, Type, general thing. Typeface. Y- yeah, typewriter. I'm a you know writer. I I do a lot of stuff. I, I still write here in New Orleans. I write for uh, the uh, the website Pelican Bomb. It's uh, uh, a website about local arts and happenings and whatnot, so I do reviews and stuff for them.
0: Yeah, you've written some good stuff. I read some stuff of yours online. It's very good. It's highly intelligent. It's like you're an art critic, really, as well, as an artist.
2: Well, um, you know, I mean, like, in New York, I'm sure you experience this, Kristen, like, everybody walking down the street says, I'm an artist. So it's a, mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. not a, <laughs>
3: mm-hmm.
2: yeah. So you know, it's one of those things that I feel like that's a lofty thing to to say to that, call yourself an artist. Yeah, you know, it's okay. like that. That's a that's not just like a, a social responsibility. That's a, you know, that's a cultural thing. And and for me, I, like I, I kind of have a bit of an uncanny memory, is anyway. Um, so I'm a bit of a an encyclopedia when it comes to to art history and and stuff and i i think that if you say that you're you're an artist that you should actually know about the canon of work in which you're you're talking about participating in and um yeah so you you know you say that my writing's intellectual and to whatever you know like well, sure you know because that, that's something i i care deeply about you don't have to be smart to be an artist do you a lot of people get away no. with it. Uh, some very popular people, uh, and I, I'm not going to say names, as, you know, because Fred's art's subjective. Well, there's what, different h-
4: degrees of art, too. I mean, like, folk art and folk music and, like, the roots of American music, that's not educated music. But intelligence, there's different levels of intelligence, too. There's but, there's knowledge about history, and then there's kind of an innate understanding about but I, I, life, do you, I don't know how to put it You know, it really. I, I
2: would say that that's an unfair thing to try and marginalize people by saying folk or outsider art, you know. <laughs> unfair to whom? No. I, unfair well, it's un, to the artist? It's, it's like they're petting them on the heads, like some sort of authority petting them on the heads and being like, "There, there, you're a good outsider artist or folk artist. And that's I don't what,
4: think so. I don't consider folk music I outside I, music at all.
2: I, I don't either. Well, but I'm you are saying, a folk singer, for goodness sake, so.
4: Well, yeah, I mean, I've, folk, anything, in my in my understanding, and, you know, I've, I'm not really schooled in art history or otherwise, is really just something that somebody makes without an education, a formal education in it.
3: Sure. Okay. You know, yeah, I so mean.
4: blues music or original, like, country music or original mountain folk music or anything like that. It's just, it came, it, it, it was like a heritage almost. You know, you learn sure. from your family or your friends, and you just kind of... Played it. There wasn't a record you listened to that you learned it. You just played it by hearing it and
2: feeling it. But the, but the, I'm am saying that that's just as much a part of like this greater canon of understanding. You know. Yeah, the, sure. And and then that's what you know makes it all.
0: Yeah, but presumably and, you could pick up a paintbrush and be a really great painter, or pick up a guitar and be a really great singer. That's true. Without knowing anything about it, if you could be, you know, raised by wolves.
2: I, I mean, you know,
0: as yeah. Mitch sometimes. foreman was,
2: for example, I was. Yeah. <laughs> He's very good. Um, Isn't that true though? well you know i i think that that it it all depends like my my interest in art comes more like uh i, I guess you would say i'm more interested in uh kind of a consideration of process and uh, for okay, generic well, perfect conceptual okay well <laughs> let's
0: just let's just talk about one of your art pieces shall we because now we can, what about this one <clears throat> um where was the one I was wanting? Oh, here's the one. This is, this is the one I liked. This is the first one I found. It's called He Gets It. Oh. This was a performance yeah. art piece you did in Paris last year, right?
2: Uh, yeah, yeah, a little over a year ago now.
0: It's an homage to someone whose name I can't pronounce. Joseph, someone? Joseph Boys. Joseph Boys, I could pronounce that easily. Which, <laughs> which he wrote something, I guess, called How to Explain Pictures to a Dead Hair. Yeah. Okay, and uh, this piece, it says, took abstracted drawings that were representative of a dead hair and were physically interpreted for the viewers. And you said, My head was covered in grits, <laughs> a traditional southern food, yeah. to share my own personal mythology. And I began the performance with a consecration of soil from the studio where I had spent the time in Paris.
3: Yeah.
2: So,
0: on the one hand, you're talking about these lofty ideas about what is art and the canon of art. And on the other hand, you're covering your head with grits.
2: Well, uh, I, I guess it takes a little bit of a prerequisite understanding about the Joseph Boys piece. Okay. Was, All right. Well, I like
0: the idea of grits, though. Were they cooked or were they raw?
2: Well, they were cooked. The thing oh is, is I had Lord. to take grits to France with me because they don't have that <laughs> They don't there. got no grits over there. They, they didn't know what that was, and I had to... Uh, did you, you put, put did you butter g- in them? <laughs> take no. Take
3: <oil> grits? <laughs> What's
2: the French word for grits? Uh, Lay grits? They would... Gris. Well, I mean, they would just come up with a word based on it being a cornmeal, you know, because they, right. they don't have grits. They understand oatmeal, sort of. So but, who
0: shipped hmm. the grits over to you?
2: Well, I took them when I... I oh, you were ready for it? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. You knew how that? many
1: how, how much let's grits pack, did let's you have Let's pack for Paris, you know, what do you like, need? What, how like how how many, many good pants, how many a nice jacket and grits.
3: I took. boxes of grits?
2: I, t- I took like a plastic bag's worth of grits, of grits. you know. They did that look far. suspicious? How I was you, you just going to ask the same question. Yeah. I'm only in Dublin. Yeah. No, I transferred <laughs> in Dublin. Dublin wants to throw everything you have in the garbage. Um, but I, I made it, you know. <laughs> not, not with my like bath products though. They were. They but were you got the grits. Got the grits. <laughs> got the grits. <laughs> okay. So
0: you had this all planned out before you got to Paris that you were going to unleash the grits on the French.
2: Yeah. Well, the the the, the reference is that Joseph Boys in his project. He covered his head in honey and uh, gold leaf because he thought of honey as being like an organic substance, and he wanted to show that his thought had kind of a physicality in the performance. And uh, he thought that gold is the color of enlightenment. So for me, well, okay. part of my personal mythology is that I'm from Mississippi, and grits are, you know, something I grew up with. And the color white, white I use a lot of just black you and white. You didn't use
0: cornmeal grits then, you were, it was white grits. They were white grits. Not yeah. the corn ones with the not yellow, the yellow color. ones. Not. Quaker. Okay.
2: Quaker.
1: <laughs> not Quaker. Quaker grits.
0: That's Quaker oats you're thinking of.
1: oh. They make does, grits. They, they make grits, too. Thank you. So. Okay, I'm sorry. like, oh, my I, God.
0: I stand no corrected. But I didn't
1: want to, like, jump on you <laughs> <here> or anything. <laughs> oh,
0: thank you very much. <laughs> I appreciate that. So, anyway, you got your grits over there, and you had this all planned <laughs> out. Yeah. Joseph yeah. Boy. So Joseph Boy's <laughs> soaked his head in honey, which must have been pretty awful too. So you cook the grits yep. up and then they're cold by the time you get down to the gallery, I suppose, right?
2: Well no, no, I was at the space and they had a cafe luckily, so they gave me some hot water to <laughs> to make it on oh on site. I made it there.
0: Okay, so you make up grits. How do you make grits? Just with hot water and just hot grits? water. Well,
4: it was you know. Well, if you want, want to make them good, you put some salt and pepper, a little, right. I he was, a little cream, I going
1: a little butter. So he was going for consistency. Yeah, yeah. Like, like what was going to be good on his head. Yeah.
0: I
2: had to stick to your head. Yeah, well they were yeah, and Yeah, they, you got to make them real. Sticky. They fell off at points, you know, but yeah. uh, overall, <laughs> overall the performance re- went really well. Um, what happened after you had the grits all over your head? Can you well, breathe okay? Was it going up your well, nose or what? <laughs> well, what, what, I, what I did was I made abstract drawings of dead hair, the idea of a dead hair, and I had friends contribute drawings. Dead hair as the, in the, rabbit, right? Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, dead rabbit. And I pantomimed the, uh, the drawings to the crowd. Now
0: Covered with the head, with your yeah, head covered yeah, in Yeah, my
2: head covered in grids. Okay. And um, it, the, the idea was more about I was, I was taking drawings and interpreting them into kind of a physical form. And in the end, I had a blank piece of paper. And prior to the performance, the audience had been supplied with instructions of different things to do. So everybody started doing the things they were supposed to do at the end. So there was uh, like this girl was singing this really beautiful song in French, and there was a guy whistling. And so I drew on this blank piece of paper in motion with the girl singing. But if she, if the guy quit whistling, I would stop drawing till he started again. And if I heard somebody making their favorite animal noise, like I heard bird noises, I made, uh, you know, like drawings of feathers into the drawing. So, so it was about like kind of a role reversal. that The audience was doing this weird stuff, and I was processing everything that they were doing. And that's why it's called He Gets It, you know, because okay. I...
0: <laughs> How did you feel at the time when you were doing it? Did you feel inspired? Were you like in the moment, like this was actually coming through you somehow from the audience?
2: Oh my God, I hate being in front of people. Um, it's one it's of the strange thing
1: for a performance With artist. grits on top of your head. <laughs> Well, I would say... Why are they looking at me? You know, a lot of people fast
2: and do things like that when they do this stuff. And for me, it was easy because I couldn't afford to eat. So I could only spend... But you had your grits. Well, I didn't eat those. I, 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 no, I spent... Hang on a minute.
0: You're
2: fasting before performance to I, like get in I, well, I did not fast. I didn't fa- I, like. I, I was based on a budget, so I could mm. only spend a euro a day. What so a euro a day for a month
0: on everything, yeah. On food and whatever. I had
2: a free studio. They gave me a free studio. They were they, they were great. So you're like
0: an artist in residence or something at some
2: place. Yeah, yeah. Okay,
0: and you had a euro a day, which is what was that then last year? Was
2: like
3: nothing under a dollar.
2: A, yeah, Or it cost fifty you know, cents. <laughs> yeah, it would be about a dollar seventy-five. Is what it kind of rounded out to uh, sort of would be. cost
0: you if you're in American dollars, but. Well, what does it buy? What does a euro buy you? If
2: well, you're in I Paris? would go in the morning every day and I would go to a bakery that was nearby. I was staying nearby still. And uh, I would get a, a baguette, and I would cut the baguette into three, three portions, and so I would have my breakfast part and I would make like, a, you know, like an egg sandwich, so one egg, a <laughs> piece of bread. And uh, later in the day, I might have something like uh, just Nutella or something like that, you know, on on baguette. And then I would probably do the egg thing again at the end for of the dinner. day. Yeah. So it's like a baguette a day diet. Yeah, yeah. No, I lost like 20 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> I was
1: going you're tired. have kept that. it off. Really? You have? No, I've, lo- I've gained weight. That.
2: I've gained weight since I, I moved to
1: New Orleans. I just need her. to do a euro a day and I can do You could do the
0: baguette a day diet. Uh-huh.
1: You could with, get Nutella, sp- with Nutella,
0: I love Nutella. Also, also, I didn't even know it was pronounced Nutella. Nutella. I thought it was
2: Nutella. Yeah, yeah. No, I could You couldn't. say
1: Nutella. Nutella.
2: Nutella. No, I couldn't. you got
1: to make it a little shishi if it's the only thing you're eating I've every day. I've never
2: heard it pronounced the other way. <laughs> I agree. No, I'm
1: Nutella. I'm right with you. Okay. Um,
2: but I walked everywhere, too, because I couldn't afford to take... Public transportation, maybe. Oh, well, Paris so. is
4: great for walking, though, too. Yeah, I mean, yeah, no, it's a great city yeah. to walk
2: in. It's you beautiful. spent time in Paris
0: as well, Kristen?
4: Yeah, just recently, for the first time. Um, oh, cool. last, at the end of last summer.
0: How did the French take to to your music?
4: I didn't play in Paris, you actually. Just hanging we, out? Yeah, I was just hanging out. Um, Mitch has played it a lot. Eating over baguettes. And, yeah, <laughs> you know.
0: yeah. How I, many baguettes today would you have eaten?
4: Well, I don't know. We were maybe on not as tight of a budget. But, I, you know, I was expecting when we – I love food. I love great food and drinks. And, and, you know, I was expecting when we got to France, we'd have, like, the best food of the whole trip in France. And we had some okay, – I mean, we also didn't know where to go. And you kind of have to know. In any big city, it's like if you go to New York and you don't know where to go, you're going to spend too much and not get a great meal so we were probably like in that you know in that category of, of travelers but the best meals we had we go to the little grocery store and just get like some, some fresh cheese and a fresh baguette and like a bottle of 3 dollar wine which is re- like and you can the yeah, wine's cheap and and it's really nice good wine, yeah. yeah and just go sit in one of the parks and have lunch in the park and those are the best meals that we had there that and they cost 10 bucks or yeah, less they're,
2: yeah they're subpar food is, our is exceptionally good. It's, <laughs> it, it ain't bunny bread. No, no it's not.
0: Yeah. Mitch, Mitch, you spent some time in Paris, right? I did for a moment, yeah. You you've play, you play there quite a bit, right? I have, yeah.
2: I, I, my experience was the best food I've had is like in Italy where you can't get a bad meal.
0: Mitch, what about playing something for us while we've got you here?
2: All righty. I'm going to play a, a song by Thelonious Monk, and I hope I can pronounce it correctly. It's called... Pan pan Panan Pananica Pananica I think Is
3: it so with a T or P Tenonica.
2: With a with a P P A N N O N I C A Pananica Okay I don't know what that means
0: but it's a cool song Well look at that while you're playing It's very nice. Yeah. Thank you. Panonica by Thelonious Mike, played by Mitchell Fullman. We looked that up while you were playing, Mitch. Panamica is a small raffia basket. What is it? What is it? <laughs> it's a small raffia basket with a rabbit inside it. <laughs> 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 All right. A hare. I'm not a hare. <laughs> oh, that's why i back to the hair. Thanks, That's Mitch. Mitch Foreman playing the piano. My guest here on Happy Hour is Cecil Tebow, who used to be the uh, crisis intervention commander of the NOPD.
3: Yes, sir. Believe it or not. Exactly. Wesley
0: Stokes, who's an artist who specializes in putting grits on his head and drawing <laughs> stuff on drug bags. And Kristen Diabble, <laughs> whose new album is called Kristen Diabble and the City. Our show is being recorded right now at the Collins Hotel. If you're coming to New Orleans and you're looking for a hotel to stay in or you need tips on what to do while you're here, check in with our friends at the New Orleans travel site, neworleans.com our official travel partner here at it's, New, at it's New Orleans. Yes, we're supposed to have a little bit of music for those people, but we never get around to doing that it. That was it. That was it. I like that <laughs> That's for neworleans.com. Hey, middle. Cecile, I was yeah. wanting to ask you, now that you're not the commander of the crisis unit for yeah. the NOPD, you must really enjoy life.
1: I am having I'm, – I'm flying solo. I'm having <laughs> so much fun. My husband was like, oh, my goodness, you're going to get so bored, right? So I left right before Thanksgiving, had all the holiday stuff, which was way fine. I'm on three tennis leagues. Uh, I've gotten a lot of manicures, a couple of massages. (laughs) I can't say that I've necessarily gotten that bored. However, I've just started picking up a few contracts and sort of getting back into the groove of things because I have a huge population here that really needs me to continue to advocate on their behalf. And that's really what I became.
0: The crazy people.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know, it takes one to know one. What's the, you
0: guys want to say, this? There's, there's a fine line I mean, I between can, advocating. I because you're looking yeah. at me like
1: clearly, clearly. I, I can see what
0: attracted you to that job. Oh, I would pick Alex. up. Alex, you want another one? Oh. More drinks. It's drinks. Kristen, have a drink. You drinks. might as well.
1: I'm good. Sure. Thanks. They're
4: ordering yeah, the drinks. And yes. I'll get a, you
0: been,
1: a water as well. Thank you. Did you want another spray? Cecilia, I'm all f- good. good. I'm all good, thank you. You good,
0: Wesley? I'm good. Okay, so sorry yeah. to interrupt you, but yeah. there was drinks, that wasn't
1: yes. um, <laughs> it wasn't poor. Yes. It's New Orleans. It is happy
0: yeah. hour. Yeah.
3: Yes. So no, the
0: crazy they- people attracted you because
1: yeah oh well you were kind of wondering if i was one of them and i i would have to say on many occasions being in the back of a van you know after sort of talking somebody off the bridge or whatever i would have people look at me and go you know lady has anybody ever told you like maybe you need the evaluation and i'm like oh my god all the time (laughs) the officers the police oh the police officers were like tipo you freak people into wellness you know, it's like that wow, one you moment freak that people we can into get, wellness. For, right. So people
0: are really, literally. I mean, this is for real, though. Yes. Someone's standing on the Mississippi Bridge or something, and right. they're going to jump off to, to their death. Right. And the only thing between death and them is you.
1: Yeah. In their death. What happens? Well, you know, hopefully, that person is willing to take your hand. And, so you and go, go up on the bridge next to the person who's yeah, going to jump, and you stand the, right next to them. Yep, and you know what? We have a lot of people in this town who are very, very sick and very depressed and very suicidal, and that's part of our job is to get there and 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 respond and give hope and encouragement and offer another choice. And, and there is really nothing more satisfying in the world than somebody who is thinking about jumping, and they turn around and they take your hand.
0: Well, you've saved somebody's life, literally. It's That's great. what you're doing for a job every yeah. day.
1: And it's really just, you know, again, as I said, it's really just giving hope. And and we do have a lot of helpless, hopeless folks that live here. And and especially after Katrina, we just lost so many of our mental health services, many that still have not come back. And um, I have this big voice and I really became sort of the advocate and the voice for the chronically mentally ill. So, you know, it was nice. I took a little bit of a break, and of course, I think everybody's well, right? And my officers are like, "Nobody's well, Tebow, get back." <laughs> so I'm gonna. I've been picking up a few little contracts. What Probably, does that mean, picking up? A few well, they're contract? they're just there's for instance, Odyssey House hosts this wonderful residential treatment facility for kids, for adolescents, and it's being very underutilized. And I know we need it, and I don't want to lose it. We, The few services that we do have, we have to work hard in making sure they don't go away. Because if they go away, we're never going to get them back again, so I'm working with them to sort of promote, get the word out, do some media, do some radio. Of course, I'm looking around, going, "Well, shouldn't we just do all mental health here?" But anyway, all mental health show, all <laughs> mental health show. Well, we really get, should. If you
0: could get all these crazy people to listen to us, it would be awesome.
1: Yes, and you know what they are you do, in touch with and them? they are so. Oh, absolutely. Well, I mean, for so many. I work so closely with their families. I think the
0: Mentally Ill would be a good audience for the show.
1: It is a wonderful, you know what, as I said, it's a huge population. How how um, many
0: people are we talking about here,
3: really?
1: Well, let's see. The last count for chronically mentally ill in the state of Louisiana was 199,000, and that was like in 1999. And I think, if that number is true, 189,000 of them live here in New Orleans.
0: You really believe that? Is 189,000 people in New Orleans who are mentally ill, classifiably mentally ill?
1: Well, one in four What's people. a qualifier? Okay, oh, one, one four. in four. One in four. Somebody at this table. <laughs> That's right. I, we all know. Who, <laughs> 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 all right. like
0: I, I feel, that feel
1: totally. good. Uh, and yeah. mental illness. Illness, it, there's a wide spectrum. You have sort of your at one end, sort of that dysthymic, little flat, you know, dysthymic. little depressed. Okay, who knows but what dysthymic?
0: Kristen, what little does dysthymic, dysthymic mean? Dysthymic. Do you have a clue?
1: Dysthymic.
2: Yes or no? S-
4: Slightly depressed, dysthymic. but not. You is that what it means? Not, yes. not, not yes. you wanting know really
2: to yourself. Depressed. Right. Wesley, did in you, in you know what... Dysthy- the thyroid at all? When you say dysthymic. dysthymic. I've never heard that. Well, you the know what? Well,
1: thyroid issues thyroid, can, yes, yeah, can, yeah. can cause, significant cause mood issues depression. Too. Yeah. yeah. But dysthymia is sort of that flat affect, sort of ongoing depression, but you're getting up, you're going to work, you're taking what take, care of what your What pushes
0: you from, between, from dysthymic to jumping off the bridge? What's the step.
1: Well, I mean, and, and this is what I'm saying, so you have this wide, broad range when we talk mental illness. Some people are more chronically depressed where they can't get out of bed, where they're paralyzed in their depression. They've lost their job. They've lost their home. They've lost their children. They really just don't feel like there's anything to live for so that's sort of your chronically depressed what do you you
0: tell someone like that what do you tell them there is to live for what's the first thing you say to someone when they're in that situation and you come upon them
1: well my job one is to find out what is the problem you know well you just you
0: just you just illustrated the problem you know I've got nothing I've got no job I've got no hope I've got no income I'm losing my house and then
1: what I'll say is, is you know what though you're here right now and we That's the problem. M- we've never met before, but you haven't jumped. You haven't made that decision. And the reality really is for those that are actually going to make the suicide plan, they would have jumped before I even got there. So they
0: want to be saved.
1: But for those that are sort of on the fence, you know, they're having no the thoughts, pun intended, they're right? having the suicidal thoughts, right? But that's true and so the thoughts are there and and but there is a willingness
3: so, yeah, but so, but to just listen. Just, but
0: just go back to you actually you I mean we we're never going to have this opportunity again unless we have you back on the show what actually what actually happens? You actually walk up to someone, and what do you say to them when they're going? You know, they've got they've got the gun to their head, or they're on the edge of the bridge, or the ledge. on the ledge, man on the ledge. Yeah. What what words? Oh, did
1: y'all see that? Is it any good? That was a great. Did y'all? That was no. a great movie. Is it really? Yeah, it was really cute. I mean, I? it was is really it? fun. Have you seen it? No. <laughs> oh, it's fantastic. Of course, I loved it, right? Because it's like what I do. Is that what it's about? And it's a psychiatrist lady on the police department who's talking the guy off the ledge, but there's a whole other thing going on
0: sure there, nice he's really
1: not jumping
0: so what's the first thing you say to them how's it going you got a nice day well, for first it?
1: i'm going to let them know who i am hello right? hello i'm, I'm officer say, i'm a cop hey i'm miss <laughs> tivo i'm with the crisis unit and no. i can see that there's a problem today so you want to talk about it you want to talk about it what's what happened what happened to get you up here and that really just starts the dialogue that just starts the dialogue, and hopefully what we do is we get to a point of, of willingness on their part to say, you know what, I will take your hand. We'll give this another try. And I'll say to, you know, a lot of people, I'm like, you know what, I've never met you before. So maybe there are some alternatives that you haven't really, you know, that haven't come your way. Maybe there's some things that we can talk about that will help you know that will ease some of the burden that you were certainly feeling today
0: and people believe that or,
1: well like, i've never had one jump
0: you never had you never <laughs> had a fail that's a, wow, a pretty man.
4: amazing track right? yeah. why right.
0: did you quit
1: well, you know what, as with other bureaucracies, you have to sort of, and you know what, we were talking about sort of the artist yes. part, and I think in many ways, what I do is an art. And, um, and, and when your venue changes and it goes against the grain of what you believe, then you just move your art to another venue. So my venue, which was the New Orleans Police Department, changed. And administration changed. And decisions were made, unfortunately.
0: Wow, let's get on to talking about the New Orleans Police Department in some detail (laughs) in just a moment. (laughs) That's going to be an interesting conversation. But before we do, Kristen, I'm going to make you play another song. Yay. Off the new album, Kristen Dabble in the City. Let me reach over here. All right. Are you. And um, what are you thinking of playing this time in the middle of this conversation about the NOPD and the? I war? don't know.
4: That's tough. That's tough to follow up. With. <laughs> bad boys, bad boys. What you gonna <laughs> do, what you gonna do? Yeah. Let yeah. Them when they come for you? Forth.
2: When you, you got, got some album. inner circle
0: in you. <laughs> when you have an album like this, and it's I
4: think I think the first song applied to the NOPD as well. The yeah. guys chamber the
0: bureaucracy. Hey, Christian, yeah. when you put an tape album tape like this and you it. you're in the, I mean, is it fair to say folk world?
4: I, you know, I sum it up as um, roots music, which is roots, it's okay. based in traditional American music, folk, blues, Americana. So expression. what goes on now?
0: Do you do you try and get the stuff on the radio? Is there a radio? play for these song, for this album now that's coming out, or what do you do?
4: Well, it's released on my label, Speakeasy Records, so it's pretty much me. Um, we recently just hired an intern, which is very exciting, because I can't do it all, um, especially with the new record. It's just the past couple of months have been insane.
0: But do you pick a single uh, off it and go out with a single like they used to do in the old days, or is it well, a different thing? Well,
4: to system, do radio, like to do commercial radio, I'm not real honest, so it's just not going to happen, all right. which is fine. <laughs> <laughs>
3: It's, it's,
0: That's the boat we're all in. But I'm, you were I'm on good with OZ that. Early. Yeah,
4: but OZ, you know, the, it's certainly um, uh, public radio and community radio um, and smaller radio stations that are more cultivated, smaller but like more focused in their 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 listeners and and the type of music that they're playing. Those are the ones that
0: we're really going to focus on more. So, but do and you then, have to pick a single like that? And like. Is there a single I can do whatever board? I want. Right. But I mean, you, I'm the manager the, and the
4: label <laughs> <you're> and the. <laughs> you're everything. I can do whatever right. I want, which That's is great. And it's also it. really See, exhausting and very daunting at the right. same time. You know, it's great to have so much control, but do you have anybody? I, I would love to give up 90% of the control just for somebody else to deal with it all. Do
0: you have anybody at all to help?
4: <laughs> uh, well, my boyfriend is. He helps a lot. Um, he's, we've known each other forever. He's. he's um, I, I run most of my big decisions by him. He's very. He's a very good analytical mind, and he's very... Uh, but that's
0: someone that you're bouncing stuff off. That's not the same as someone who's actually y- sitting there yeah, making phone calls. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm
4: calling the shots, more or less. Um, so and, you're making you know, phone calls and together... You friends and, and people and who, who help, but for the most part, if, if something's going to get done, I'm the one who's... You're, at, who's you're a
0: one-person industry.
4: Desk gets on. <laughs> yeah. I hope that changes with the new record. You know, that's kind of the point. You know, you keep making music, and then you build the team as... Mm as people come Who are you along. looking for
0: first? Who would be the first person you want to help?
4: I think the right manager, because the manager really spearheads all else with with touring and, and publishing and and everything else. So, but it's you know I've had a manager, I've had like well known manag- managers before, and it wasn't the right person. And so then you get tied up who... in a contract, and I'm not right. getting any younger. So, What's the I'd rather right just person? wait till the right person. What comes is the right person? <laughs> someone <laughs> so. who cares
0: about you more than anything else in the world?
4: Well, I think it's it, it's two there's two parts to it it's one somebody who has a much bigger network than i have and has the connections that are on a much um much more national and international scale because that's really i mean that's any business it's like if you can call somebody and get the meeting then you're a hundred times more likely to get business happening um so it's that but also somebody who really gets the music and really understands um you know where it's coming from and where it can go and the vision for it someone who believes in you, you. need both Wait. of those things right. like one or the other doesn't really i don't i don't think one or the other works you got at right. both so okay if you're out there the manager <laughs> Cole. this is God I've been searching
5: Sim.
3: Yes. What's it
0: like just to pick up a guitar and have to sit here at this little tiny table where everyone's staring at you and do that?
4: It's nice. I just keep looking at I'm probably looking cross out at the mic, which, <laughs> what does it look like for to see me doing that? You
0: look great. <laughs> <laughs> Is it intimidating?
4: No, it's not. It's... I used to be, you know, when I was a kid, I always loved singing, um, but whenever I'd get any attention for it when I was a kid, it'd make me not sing, and so for years I wouldn't sing because I don't know why. You Everyone would think if you get positive reinforcement for like, oh, you're great, you would want to do it more, but it was the opposite for me. But I'd write songs and I'd record them on like my little tape recorder, and uh, but no, I, I've been playing long enough now. It's like you know, it's, you it's get a, over that a sort joy of stage to get to play. Thing
0: there.
4: I just started playing, you know, and after hundreds, I I've probably played thousands of shows by now. I
0: don't know. Did you have to leave? I don't think- Baton Rouge to do it? Oh, yeah.
4: You have to leave Baton Rouge to do anything, I think. I love Baton Rouge. It's a great place to grow up, and you know some of the most wonderful people I know in the world are there. Um, but I think creatively, like Baton Rouge is not the most conducive town to like really nurture uh, being a free
0: spirit. As opposed to New Orleans, I would yeah. imagine. It's New
4: Orleans opposite. is like, yeah. yeah, New Orleans is an anomaly. I mean, it's not yeah. like the rest of Louisiana. It's not like the rest of America, really.
2: It's true. It's, it's not even Wesley, was is that where you moved here too? Oh yeah. You lived all yeah. Over. You're
0: from Tupelo, Mississippi originally.
2: Yeah, yeah. No, I um, I went to high school and everything in Tupelo, Mississippi, and uh, You have
0: uh, you have a great a great lineage in Tupelo, Mississippi. I happen to know <laughs> that your great grandmother delivered Elvis Presley.
2: Yeah, yeah, there's some <laughs> wow.
1: There's some, I thought he was kidding me.
2: No. You serious? Well, so my mom's side of the family grew up next door to the Presley's. <laughs> And uh, there were all these shotgun checks that all looked like each other, right? Right. So my great grandmother was a midwife that delivered Elvis and his twin that that died. And uh, when the Presleys moved to uh, when they moved to Memphis, my family moved into that house because it was falling apart. So, uh I I hate to ruin everybody's fantasy, but that birthplace in Tupelo is most likely and probably 99% likely not the birthplace of Elvis. Right.
1: right. <laughs> so <laughs> whose just,
0: place is it? That was your family's place?
2: Well, no, no, they just found the house out of all this row of shotgun houses <laughs> that looked the best and, you know, held up. <laughs> so it's, Colonel Tom Parker or yeah, what? Yeah. yeah, Yeah, it, you know it,
4: the and colonel put that together. Uh, That's why well, you need management. I need, well, I need uh, my colonel is what I need. Yeah. If I could find that guy. Well, fun, yeah. funny <laughs>
2: enough, you know, Elvis gave all this money to Tupelo and they, uh, they he wanted them to make this guitar shaped pool and all this cool stuff, you know, in this park, and they just pocketed the money. And he was like, "Screw Tupelo," <laughs> and it never went back. And uh, now, you know, when I was in high school and everything in the nineties, they, um, the it 90s. was, it was, yeah, the nineties. It was very were different. by babies. It was East Tupelo. Now it's called Elvis Presley Heights. <laughs> and and they try and like turn all the stuff into Elvis everything yeah. and uh y- yeah whatever man Tupelo Tupelo kind of sucks I gotta say I'm sorry. Do you still have family there? Oh yeah, my mom lives do they there. They live in, in Elvis Presley Heights. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, they do. They live, do. They live in. they still still living Elvis <laughs> Presley Heights. We still call it East Tupelo. Um, yeah, no my my mom and my aunts uh, Barbara and Renee they're great people. I love them. Um. But Tupelo is a city that was not kind to me, and so I've lived in. What happened to
0: you in Tupelo?
2: (laughs) Oh man, high school was a nightmare. You were ostracized
0: because you're like a weirdo?
2: Yeah, yeah. You know, I was still in high school when Columbine happened, and they kicked me out of school. (laughs) <laughs> Were
4: you wearing a trench coat? No,
0: no.
2: Uh, I <laughs> was. Just I know. could see you in a trench coat. Right, yeah, with a you know. Of bombs sure. Hanging
1: off of them, and oh, let's don't forget the drug bags. You didn't have the drug. You didn't have tattoos <laughs> you on your fingers.
2: No, no, no. You know, I was just uh <laughs> just, just a guy. Punk or whatever you want to call it's it it's hard to be an individual
4: in high school in the See, south or in small towns artist. i think
2: tupelo you I, don't, I wouldn't call me an artist then you, you know just a weird why did you get kicked
0: out of high school in mississippi when somebody shot a whole bunch of kids in colorado
2: they you know every school went on guard and, yeah. and you have to understand tupelo is the home of the american family association this like super right-wing christian thing and and so they just wanted scapegoats to make everybody feel safe. So me and to a couple feel like, of my friends. To
0: feel <laughs> like they'd actually done something to make sure it didn't happen in Tupelo. Yeah. They yeah. kicked you out of a particular high school, and where did you have to go? To another I high school? I had to go to where what you're was the threat? alternative school. Where you could shoot those people.
2: Uh, no, no, because you go through a metal detector every day, and they check your socks and shoes, and you have to walk on this the is, right side of the hall. This is the other
0: side of Tupelo. Not east.
2: This is yeah. Well, this is this is like the alternative. This is like I was in school with kids that came to they went to the high school with guns, like gang members and stuff, and they <laughs> got to go so back. That's where
4: they sent right? you? Yeah.
2: they got to go back to school <laughs> right. before me, and I didn't do anything. <laughs> I, I, you know, I never had any ill intent. Like, it, trust me, there are plenty what? of. You know, jerks in my school, what or whatever. What did you do,
0: Wesley? What did you actually do that made it was people liter- think that you were crazy? Like
2: no, no, it was literally two days after Columbine happened. What had and they you were done, looking,
0: though? What What was it about you?
2: Some. to you my had dark
4: hair and pale skin?
2: Uh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to, to my understanding, one of my friends who um, he he got some some supposedly some kids said that he threatened them. Which didn't happen. I know for a fact the guy had food poisoning and wasn't talking to anybody. He just felt like crap. Cecile, and that's
0: an alibi, right? You wouldn't believe that for a minute. They,
2: yeah. Trust you know, me. Well, this this part
3: guy's a of cop me is now, by the way. <laughs> oh, right. so,
2: no. Oh. Okay. Um, no, so, so he. Uh, He's a cop in Tupelo? They, um, no, no. I, I, he was for a little bit. He was in right. the military and stuff. But. Um, but no, he you know, he they asked how he got to school and he said, Well I drove him. So that was their end uh, to you, search my car no, and see. stuff. So I what had, they find in it? I had a towing chain. And this is a school that's big enough that there's like cops on golf carts like patrolling the grounds, you know. So like I'm gonna go to my car and get a towing chain and beat someone to death or something. It was just ridiculous, you know. I had like dungeons Dungeons and Dragons books <laughs> in my car and they said I was a cult leader.
1: <laughs> Baby. You just got That's redirected, terrible. though, and look at you. you know, seriously, You've turned into a cult leader. You're wonderful. Yeah, though. Let's hope so.
4: Yeah, that would be great. <laughs> right. Their plan backfired <laughs> Let's hope that sells art.
1: But you did well with that journey. You really did. Yeah. Some people come through that and, and are all screwy. You know. You just walk through it.
2: I, I probably would have been okay having not gotten kicked out of school and done the same stuff. You know, I
1: don't, you know what? You never know, though. You have to look at those sure, histories. Sure. Which we all have, right? And you just look at it as we were redirected. I was redirected on top of a mountain in Cornwall, Connecticut with a gas station and a post office in the school, right? Okay, that was my junior year because there were some issues. <laughs> well, what happened? I want to hear. <laughs> there were just – well, that's that's a whole other radio show. Oh. We can do a whole other radio show on this. I'm that. afraid it but is. But you know but... what? It was such a blessing <laughs> looking back. It was just a redirection, and it got me exactly where I needed to be. So I'm looking at you and I'm like, you know what? With all of that, you came through a beautiful young man who <laughs> so I get to well, sit next to who's doing art on, like, drug bags. I think that's so cool.
2: <laughs> well, you know, I, I feel similarly, but for me it was Black Flag. Black Flag saved my life.
1: <laughs> there you go.
0: There I think that's go. a wonderful high note to leave this uh, this conversation today. Thank you so much, you guys. For joining me on Happy Hour. My special guests today have been Cecile Thibault, Wesley Stokes, and Kristen Diablo. Kristen's album, Kristen Diablo in the City, is out any day. You can find it online. You can find links to all these guys on our website, it's The producer of our show is Melinda Hawes. Our associate producer and technical director is Chris Kehoe. Our music director is Christian Unruh. Our web designer and link to the real world is Cliff Brinkley and Mitch Foreman wrote and is playing our theme music if you'd like to be on our show give us a call or drop us a line at itsneworleans@gmail.com. at gmail.com our show is recorded live at the Collins hotel in uptown new orleans a great place to come and stay if you're on the way here check out our other happy hours and our other shows including out to lunch with peter Raschuti, which is recorded live at commander's palace and coming soon mindset with psychiatrist dr nick paycheck and true to the game with chris true you can keep up with us by liking it's new orleans on facebook you can follow us on twitter and you can subscribe to our podcasts on itunes happy hour is a production of iNo broadcasting for itsneworleans.com for everybody here at it's new orleans mitch foreman on piano i'm grant morris we'll see you next time on happy hour